0: Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you, it's hip to be square. Get ready, carbon-based units, as we return to our ongoing mission to boldly go where we've never gone before. A team-up! We say goodbye to Captain Kirk and welcome Captain Jean-Luc Picard and the cast of The Next Generation with Star Trek Generations on Normies Like Us. Take us out.
1: Prepare to leave space, doc. I no longer want these emotions. Ah. You will not be deactivated. Well, it looks like he hates them. I must return to the observatory immediately. What we leave behind is not as important as how we live. Life. Boom. Where are you? You heard it up top. We are boldly going. Do, 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 do. Getting on our ship, we're traveling amongst the stars once more, taking a trek, in fact, because we are talking our seventh Star Trek motion picture event. That's right. It's the crossover we've all been waiting for. It's the injection of new generation. That's right. It is Star Trek Generations here on Normies Like Us with your hosts, um, Dr. Beverly
2: Colin Usher. All right. Um, this is uh, M- Commander Miker reporting for duty. There we go. I Love it. Chair. Love it. And this is Captain Jake Luke Picob. Oh, hey. At
1: your service. <laughs> I like Jake Luke Picob. Wow. Great. We're all new generation members. That's Make a course so. to uh, embrace the the change. That's right. We we talked so long about our beloved original crew no more we give them up kind of well, a little more <laughs> yeah but, but yeah thematically it's the passing of the torch if you will that's right
2: Mm-hmm. it's the least i could do for the captain of the enterprise you know and so we get two of them it's a big crossover uh guys i have only seen this once before this and then i'd finished just before recording started so i'm fresh um but what wow. about you guys uh Colin, where, what's your history with generations? We, uh,
1: I can't remember. It's been a while since we've done a Star Trek episode. Happy That's Star true. Trek to you all. Of course, uh, if you're listening, you know we, we cover these movies at the end of the month. Uh, we took the holidays off. It's been a little bit there. and We're back. We did mm-hmm. Galaxy um, Quest. Then we did the Star Wars
0: Holiday Special.
1: <laughs> oh, and now yeah. we're back on track. <laughs> we were still back in on the Trek. stars. You're right. You're right, Jacob. Yeah. Um, I can't remember... If I brought this up, talking our, our last episode where when we were talking Final Frontier, um, but we're we're entering my kind of undiscovered country, which is these next generation movies. I've like you, Mike, maybe only kind of seen once before, all the way through, and this one in particular was very unfamiliar with so it had a very interesting viewing this time but how about sure. you Jacob <laughs> Yeah um well I
0: I ran through all these like a year ago when we started doing this cuz I was, I I just couldn't wait to watch one per month but I'm rewatching them as we mm-hmm. go So I've seen this movie now twice probably in the last 12 months uh including just last night so
1: I'm fresh and I'm ready To talk generations. But we were, you know, of a certain age. None of us saw this in theaters, worth noting. And when this was out or airing or whatever, were you watching Trek on TV? I certainly wasn't.
0: Well, this movie came out in 1994. So, I was four years old. (laughs) Uh, So, I don't really remember. uh, But I was five. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Six. So, you
0: know. Um, (laughs) So, no, I never really saw this movie until... I was a teenager, I saw it once, I think, and then mm-hmm. didn't think about it for a long time and then
2: rewatched it a year ago. So, nice. Yeah, I got are. into Star Trek later in life. I think it's, you know, more of adult themes. It could be boring. You know, my my uncle would always have VHS tapes on of Next Generation. Like that's the first Trek I was really exposed to besides maybe Yeah. Pop culture osmosis of Beam Me Up Scotty and stuff, but um <laughs> I didn't really get into Star Trek until college, you know, so it was really when I moved out to LA and started film school that I really got into Star Trek and then I would go to Amoeba Music and just buy, uh, laser discs and DVDs of Star Trek stuff. Like I would get Wrath and just kind of watch oh, yeah. these here and there. So I watched what? them in college for the first time, but it's been that long since I've revisited yeah. them.
0: I think of, if in, of any of these movies, First Contact is the one that I remember the most. For sure. Uh, mm-hmm. First Contact and then probably Insurrection and really this one and the last one nemesis are really ones that i completely did not remember when i was rewatching them at all
2: yeah yeah For some reason i remember this and Soren and the nexus and all that and we'll dive into it but yeah i had i had i had more memory of this than um, the one with spock's brother let's say
1: well sure Um, I've said in the past, my father, a diehard OG Trek fan. He, he loved the original cast. He in particular loves this man named Bill Shatner. We'll certainly have no reason to talk about him this episode. (laughs) Um, I recall turning off a movie back in the day when you had to then switch the input out, which meant then going to the TV channel you had left it on. Right. And it was Mm -hmm. the sci-fi channel. And him kind of, you know, standing by the TV and excitingly turning to my brother and I going, this is the Star Trek movie that crosses over. This is the this is the one that has both the captains. We were like, oh, and a young man in my teens, it had probably been out for like 10 years at that point, but sitting on the couch and absorbing you know, my father's excitement of this, and then looking at what was clearly a California desert of two old men running around in the dirt, really did not inspire like excitement for this franchise, and that yeah. that that taste has kind of stayed in my mouth. So, uh,
0: let I, me ask I'm you this: excited call. to talk about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. what was your dad's opinion of the next generation when it came out, or did he have any thoughts mm. about that?
1: I think it was one of those things where it truly he is from that generation. Where he thought TV was a waste of time and it was something for children. And He kind of had a point because it was before peak TV and sort of the, the relaunch of like mini series and prestige TV and all this stuff. But like for a long time, Jacob, if he caught you watching TV, he would say, don't you have homework to do? So, like, my brother, my older brother would watch Next Generation kind of in secret and then got into it in college. But again, mm. I I just mm. had no taste for it. And I don't think he would have ever even thought to bond with my dad to be like, hey, I watch, like, this bald-headed guy, you know, thoughtfully think of things and, like, solve problems with words. Because my dad would have just been like, well, does he take his shirt off and have sex with anybody?
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Right. Very different captains as we'll see in their interactions here for sure.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, for me growing
0: up, uh, my grandfather was really into uh, Star Trek and the next generation in particular. And whenever I visited wow. my grandparents' house and my grandfather uh, passed on just a year ago at the age of 99 and a half, almost made it to 100. But Jesus uh, Christ, he loved the next generation. He would always have, uh, you know, it was on syndication and reruns all the time. He would just, He would just kind of you know, take naps in the living room while watching that. And I would, you know, I just hang out watching this, not really understanding it because I was still a young, you know, a child. But and I thought it was kind of boring at the time, which some some episodes of The Next Generation can be a little mm-hmm. boring. Uh, but I always remember that, you know, hanging out with. My grandfather watching that. Incredible.
2: Right. Well, as we learn here, you know, uh, what you leave behind is less important than how you lived, and it seems like you know he left an impression, and you now you're a big Star Trek head, maybe the biggest Star Absolutely. Trek head on the podcast, which I would used to claim, but I think you've I surpassed might be me at this point, and that's why you're the captain and I'm number one. I'm a more recent convert, but I've definitely gone full in on on the Trekkie. Yeah, yeah he's you're more uh, you're more dedicated of an acolyte, uh, let's say. Um, yep. But yeah, I, I say then let's uh, let's dive right in and figure out where this thing lands on the timeline. Remember, we're going to have uh, the Rats of Cobb. We're going to have a quiz at the end of this as well, Aye. as we always do. So, yes, stay tuned for that. And otherwise, Captain, please. Make it so, number one.
1: We're back. We're here on Normies Like Us, the next generation, generation, generation. Because, of course, this is our relaunch podcast uh, where we're taking over the original Normies Like Us. Right, guys? Mm-hmm. That's right. We're, we're taking a more intellectual uh, mm. approach this
0: time. Uh, but, yeah, I can sure, start by on. just kind of uh, talking about the development of this movie and kind of behind the scenes. You know, who wrote this thing? Who directed it? Uh, well, it's yeah. some, uh, you know, Star Trek veterans. So, uh, this was directed by, uh, of course I say that David Carson, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a screenplay by Ronald D Moore and Brandon Braga. Now Ronald D Moore, Brandon Braga, if those names sound familiar, I might've talked about them before on this show. Uh, both were writers that started with Star Trek, uh, you know, Ronald D Moore, Wrote for TNG. He wrote for DS9. Uh, then he went on to create the uh, Battlestar Galactica reimagined two uh, thousands version, uh, mm-hmm. as well as creating the show Outlander and his most recent show uh, for All Mankind, which is a sci fi show on uh, on Apple TV. Hey, I'm that's sorry, like he the did Out one, an Outlander, the yes, Scottish. Right. He, he uh, time did, did Outlander, the, the did Scottish Outlander. one. Yes, the Scottish fantasy... Very off-brand for him, interesting. ...period piece, yeah. Uh, Yeah, he mainly does (laughs) sci-fi. Right. But uh, yeah, he created Outlander, and uh, For All Mankind is like an alternate history sci-fi show that gets a lot of good reviews, but I have not checked out yet. But big fan of Battlestar Galactica, and Mm -hmm. I like Ronald D. Moore a lot. He wrote on DS9, and he did a lot of good episodes on there. Uh, And then we have Brandon Braga, who was his writing partner at the time. And that's another guy who has done a lot of Trek, came up from TNG, uh, went over to Voyager, show ran Voyager for a couple seasons, then left Voyager to co-create Enterprise uh, with Rick Berman and show ran Enterprise for I think its toll run. And then, after Enterprise was canceled, uh, he he wrote for my favorite show, Twenty Four. He wrote for *Paranova*. <laughs> nice. uh, we can't remember that show.
1: Him. Oh yeah, so, yeah, and and just and most an recently *Orville*. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow, nice. that's incredible. Uh, Gene Roddenberry is dead at this point, correct? Yes, is this is the fully first movie
0: post Roddenberry's death. Uh, and uh, you know, so they were able to take more liberties, along with you know, just the next generation kind of. Him not having that much input after the first season.
1: But you're saying so many liberties. It's just so interesting to contextualize the different climates of making these films. We came from a world of those original movies where it was like, hire anybody who wasn't associated with Star Trek to just come in and direct this thing. And if you do get someone who did have a touch of it to write it, make it one of the guys who started the movies. Make it Leonard Nimoy. And you're like, what? (laughs) Nimoy and Shatner and Nicholas Meyer.
0: The guy who made the best OG Star Trek movies was not, you know, a Star Trek guy I hate guy Star at Trek. I don't
1: know yeah. anything about yeah, Star Yeah, yeah. And here you're telling us we get a guy it's who the directed episodes and a guy who writes the episodes.
0: Yeah. So, David Carson, the director of this, had no prior experience in film. He was a TV director who did several episodes of TNG, mm-hmm. uh, including yesterday's Enterprise, which is a, a pretty well-liked yeah. episode. Uh, and he also did *Emissary*, which is the DS9 uh, pilot. Oh, uh, he directed yeah. that oh, as well.
2: Cool. Yeah, Until Strange total New World, TV that was director. my favorite pilot. Anyway, sorry. Yeah,
0: no, Please. you're fine. Uh, so yeah, David Carson. No prior film experience. They're like, we're going to get a TV guy. He's going to make it for a TV budget and a TV schedule, you know, under budget and uh, on time. time. This is all <laughs> lighting <low>. up. <laughs> yeah. So, they really went the total opposite us. way. Just got a bunch of uh, TNG oh, no. veterans uh, brain trust to kind of make this thing. And, you know, that may be why it kind of feels like a, in a, you know, a two-parter episode of TNG rather than a feature film, right?
2: Yeah, and it definitely leans more heavily into the TNG characters. You know, like the the generations of it is not really, there's not a lot of crossover happening until maybe the third actor. So it does feel like a two-parter TNG more than, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I would argue uh, there's two-parters from TNG that are better than any of the TNG movies as a movie. Uh, Specifically... I like like
1: those racks, please, yes.
0: Yeah, Best of Both Worlds, the uh, first major Borg episode, that's the one where Picard gets captured by the Borg and turned into Locutus. Yes. Uh, that's, and yeah, I that's think that's, if you put those two episodes together, that's a better movie than any of these four movies we're going to be talking about in the next four months. Uh, but, you know, that's another, we'll, we'll talk about that later on
2: as well. We'll explore as we get to that expanse. But yeah, the, the, the tonal shift between and the characteristics of the crew is notably different kind of in the movies than it is on the show. Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I would wonder if those other two parters would have even done a better job of just even outlining to an audience who these people are, who the Dumas sisters are, you know, certainly Duras. Duras, Duras, these things yeah. Duras, If you're not really watching the show, this is not a movie that holds your hand.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they don't even really explain who they are. You're right. I do have um, a question, though, because this yeah. is... We've had the run. Star Trek Generations has been on TV for at least a couple of seasons at this point. We know kind of where we're oh, at. It's, on the- how
0: many? It's ended. So like the OG series, what? they waited until the show ended to make the movie. So all the
2: movies are post the show. So it this was wait like 15 years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This and does, actually I've, I've seen a lot of later TNG again. This does not feel like later TNG. That's crazy. It's wild. Yeah. Right. And so all good things,
0: the finale, the uh, uh, series finale of next generation was also written by Ronald D. Moore and Brandon Braga. And they were actually hmm. writing this at the same time as they were writing all good things. And they would even get confused. Like, you know, trying to write both at the same time. And they've later admitted like, Oh, all good things is like way better than generations. Uh, right. it's a great, you know, it's a great <sighs> series finale. That's um, harsh. Ugh. But a lot of the direction that these movies go into and you know, how Picard is portrayed as a character was actually due to Patrick Stewart. So he, the whole action man, Picard thing was, was stuff that, Patrick Stewart wanted to do like he wanted to be more of a traditional leading man in these movies. He wanted like a ro- you know a love interest, like he wanted to ride around in a dune buggy. What if I kissed a girl? <laughs> right. Oh
1: well, uh, yeah, Patrick.
0: Interesting. Yeah. And that's kind yeah. of a reoccurring theme with Sir Patrick Stewart, who I think is a you know a great actor, of course. But it seems like he doesn't totally get what people liked about Picard in the show because. This was also happening with the new Picard series, which he has a lot of creative input on and he only wanted to do this new show if it wasn't like a total kind of remake of TNG, which is why they went in, you know, these totally different directions in the first two seasons, which, you know, this is topical because the season three Picard trailer just dropped like yesterday. Uh, And it has the whole
1: TNG cast coming back. Yeah, we're meeting these characters on film, discussing them now, and uh, it's incredible just kind of in pop culture to know, like, hey, like 30, 30 years later, like, we're still here. Oh, yeah, that
2: tracks with the original series movies, I guess, and ending up here. It's like up oh, thirty years later, here's Shatner. Up oh, thirty years later, here's here's a. Uh, and you know, right. right.
1: Mike, it tracks in Star Trek lore to have a lead actor making demands in your film that are making those films work. Yes, that's <laughs> correct. It's on brand yeah. in that way.
0: <laughs> and people don't realize this about Patrick Stewart, like because he's so good in the show. But for these movies, it's like, yeah, I don't want to be, you know, the diplomat negotiating. Like, I want to do action stuff. I want to be a, you know, an action star. It's like, wow, very strange. Very strange decisions. Interesting.
2: But, okay. Yeah. I was going to blame the writing, but it's the talent. <laughs> anyway. You
0: can blame the writing too. And Ronald D. Moore and Brandon Braga, they're writers that I like and they've done a lot of good Star Trek, but this is not their best
1: work, very obviously, right? I can't even imagine. No. Yeah.
2: No.
0: Um,
2: we got it. Yeah. We're in the generation, so right? We have...
0: Generations, uh, and of course, this starts out with the Enterprise 1701-B, the christening of the new Enterprise, 78 years before the next generation. Uh, and we get, of course, our guy, Captain Kirk, coming back, the retired now Captain <gasps> Kirk,
1: uh,
0: to kind of christen this new Enterprise and pass it off to our new captain, I, Captain yeah. Cameron.
1: <laughs> I
0: apologize you're saying, Captain Cameron,
1: Cameron. you're you're saying all this stuff as (laughs) if, yes, that is what happens and we do need to talk about it. (laughs) I would like to say the first shot of this film is a sort of 2001 sort of homage, you know, this sort of like space filled sky and we're seeing this sort of like orbiting object. But... What you quickly realize is it's this, like, you know, shotgun of champagne that's going to crack against the spaceship or whatever for this christening, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the bottle flying through the space. (laughs) As Mm. viewers, you see this CG created object, right? It's flying at your screen. We're back. We're talking about Star Trek again. We're watching Star Trek again. If you're a moviegoer in 1996, when is this released, right? Ninety-four. 94, 94. and you're going for the first time since, uh, I think, what, 91 or something like that uh, to see a Star Trek film? Guys, CG is here. Our first Mm -hmm. shot is we are getting special effects, like, up front and center inserted in this movie. That was a wake-up call to me. I was, like, nervous from the first shot
0: yeah and this is the first star trek movie to use a lot of cg instead of models for certain things when they show ships like when they show the el orion transport ships in the beginning those are cg instead of models Mm -hmm. uh which ds9 was running at this time and they were kind of using more and more cg and then voyager would go full cg rather than the models wow Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah and ever since yeah, because CG is cheaper and easier to worse. do. But yeah.
2: you know, we love a good model, even if you reuse it or reuse oh, shots yeah. of it from other movies. Yeah. But there's some, there are still some models yeah. in this, you know. But and this has are, some have...
0: reused shots as well from the OG movies with uh, Lursa and Baytor's Klingon Bird of Prey blowing up. That's from fucking uh, uh the one on discovered
2: country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, sure, sure, right.
1: sure, 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 sure.
2: But that's a Star Trek staple, too, to reuse footage. But uh, on the note of generations, you know, like you said, we're getting the christening of a new ship. And I love theme and looking for it where it doesn't exist. And so right off the bat, we have the next generation of the Enterprise. And then we have Kirk handing off command to the next generation. He even meets Sulu's daughter, right? So the theme of a generational. (laughs) <laughs> you know, movement is 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 there. So I like that they're at least nailing the theme on the opening shots in the opening scene, you know.
1: Oil yeah, awesome. so we have the... Uh, and Hikaru would be so goddamn proud, proud of you.
2: Uh, Thanks, so. Uncle, Uncle Scotty. Yeah, but then also uh, yeah, yeah. don't get uh, Sulu in this. We get his daughter because he's like, I don't want to uh, hang out with Shatner. Yeah, not a chance. I have there. some background
0: info about that.
2: Okay, cool. That'd be a fun uh, fact interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah. of course we have the young upstart captain, uh, played by Alan Ruck, who you might know as Cameron from Ferris Bueller, or mm-hmm. more recently Connor Roy in Succession. Yes, uh, my favorite show. Um, and he's kind of playing the young captain who's kind of in over his head where you know uh kirk comes on board as like the old retired guy to just make an appearance and then they end up in an emergency situation this guy can't handle it so he's like kirk why don't you take over <laughs> and kirk's like which we've never waiting seen for that before
1: that. <laughs> yeah sure <Yeah. true. laughs> guys we're truly i'm seeing now we're not gonna be able to talk about everything i want to talk about because <laughs> the news reporters who have the cameras attached oh. to their head who are doing yes. interviews with Captain kirk i like Amazing. i want to 30 minutes just on those
2: people we're gonna have google glass doing that soon you know we won't <laughs> even have cameras it'll just be uh, right it. yeah i like it's it.
0: gopros
1: we're pretty close yeah
0: and of course in addition to uh our captain kirk we have our favorite members of the team Chekhov and scotty right yep yeah <laughs> now if this feels like it was written for bones and spock
1: mm. uh
0: it's because it was oh the big oh, characters
1: really?
0: yeah <laughs> the bones ones that matter we're the were, you know we're supposed to be in this uh but you know, Nimoy passed because he didn't like the script. And Bones, uh, DeForest Kelly, he was getting quite old at this point and would die just a couple years later. And he oh, couldn't get set insurance to be on set. So, Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. That is He's, old and sick. these guys are in like <laughs> three scenes. Come on. I think you could
0: yeah. But if you wonder why Chekhov is like takes over like medical duties, that's because his role was originally supposed to be bones, right? Ah okay, gotcha. Of course. Yeah.
1: He literally asks if anyone on board is a doctor. And yeah, Scotty. Check off
0: the guy who's Kirk. never done medical Anything. stuff is gonna <laughs> take over yeah uh, right, scotty right, right, right. gets a little better because he's you know the ship's engineer yes. so we can and kind of james duhan
1: has never not picked up the phone to come to a job so <laughs> mm-hmm. god bless him yeah uh, well, he does you- give
2: a speech that's like a spock type speech like ah oh, that's what you're feeling captain you wish you had a family didn't and you could hear that being rewritten for spock you know perhaps of, of course you know, regret yeah. that, blah 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 blah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> absolutely
0: <laughs> so yeah we get our favorite Characters Chekhov and Scotty and mm-hmm. Captain Kirk. Uh, Kirk has to be the hero, of course. And uh, some stuff happens, right? And he gets, they uh, think, blown out into space and dies, right? But as we find out, he's maybe in the
1: nexus.
2: Yeah, there's an anomaly that they're trying to save people from. It's like, a, you know, obviously a space anomaly. We kind of don't know what's going on with it. They rescue as many as they can. A lot of people tragically yeah an energy in ribbon and then energy yeah ribbon. and these and
0: are the uh the l orians which is what Gynen is it's it's uh you know whoopi goldberg El orians are a species of alien that's very kind of ill-defined uh they're a species of <laughs> of listeners they say uh and as we see even in the new picard i guess they can change shape and become a different actress uh <laughs> oh yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Ex- excuse me what's that now? <laughs> uh in season two, yeah
2: oh uh, literally Guinness Whoopi's like, like
1: goodbye i will not be doing this anymore
2: <laughs> and she <laughs> I just says yeah i decided to change my guy. look up that's how it's explained yeah yeah
0: but yeah. other than that they look just like humans but they maybe have some like supernatural powers
1: now did uh, you know up until this movie that Whoopi was special on the tv show
2: She hints. Yeah, she kind of
0: has this intuition where she's like, she listens to people and then she gives them advice. And but kind of like it's it's very ill
2: defined, right? What her does that mean? She's she's
1: telepathic? Is that what they're saying there? She has super intuition or something?
2: Yeah, but yeah, poorly defined. He's right, but yeah.
1: But
0: her home planet was destroyed by the Borg, so a lot of the Elorians were, you know, taken by the Borg. So it was kind of a genocide of their species, so there's not a
2: lot of Elorians left. Uh but this they is where assimilated we assimilated the uh, foresight and that's why they were so uh efficient. Yeah. You know? Could yeah. be because yeah. they, they take
0: all the uh unique properties of any species mm-hmm. that they assimilate. Mm-hmm. Uh but here we're not the villain. Yeah.
2: Yeah. villain. Yeah. Who's our villain? Not, not, not yet. the boy. Doctor Doctor Dr. <laughs> Soren? Soren. I always Sorin. want to say yes. Soran, but it's just
1: Soran, yeah, Sorin. <laughs> it's Doctor Sauron. Malcolm, Malcolm McDowell, McDowell, who is an Elorian
0: like Whoopi Goldberg, uh, yeah. I
2: don't know what to say about him, but uh, we well, we, mean we it. catch so, up with the TNG. Yeah. Kirk disappears, and we catch up on the Enterprise D. Yes. We were just in Enterprise later. B, so this is now the next next generation of Enterprise ship. And then they're just kind of saving these refugees, and you know. Malcolm McDowell trying to talk to Kirk. Hey, I need to get back on that research. He's like, leave me alone. I'm doing things, you know. Or, you yeah. Know, well, Picard's first, we very to talk about.
1: excuse me. But yeah. Excuse yeah. Me. Even before that. Rewind. Before that, we will have to get to, of course, a classic hollow deck mission. We are on the HMS Enterprise, right. another Enterprise, a, a, of, another you know, enterprise. Yeah, a inter- ridiculous kind of, of pirate ship or some sort of old naval <laughs> British, you know, schooner of some kind. And yes, we're going about the promotion. We find out of uh, our security officer, Mister. Yes, that's right. So we're on this sailing
0: ship. Everyone's wearing these great. Uniforms with these crazy terrible. hats. Truly terrible. <laughs> they're just goofing off, having a good time, and they're promoting a uh, warf from lieutenant to lieutenant commander. Now walk the plank.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I think this scene actually. I, I think it does an OK job of like introducing audiences who don't know anything about these characters to like, here's someone and here's their core characteristic. Like, like, yeah. it's not perfect, but like, it's they're pretty efficient with setting up. All right. This is number one. Yeah. This is Picard. This kind of he's like this crusher data doesn't understand jokes, you know, like they, they, they right. at least bring you up to speed. Worf doesn't have Which a sense is- of humor.
0: Crusher yeah. into the water. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're doing their work. likable.
0: It's a fun mm-hmm. introduction. It's some It's some lightheartedness before the dark stuff really hits uh, right after this with Picard
2: gets some, some news about his family. But... Uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I do want to know what the conversation was for these promotion ceremonies. They don't do this for everybody. Someone's like, all right, this is the team building, guys. We're going to dress up, yeah. you know, old timey. We're going to go in the deck. We're going to get on the old wooden Enterprise boat. And then we're going to promote Worf. We'll bring him up. And, and for all the characters <laughs> to do it the- for
0: Worf, yeah. the guy who
2: has no sense
0: of humor uh it's yeah it's pretty funny but
1: and again yeah. the constraints of filming you understand that although you have to imagine shooting on a boat for one scene what a nightmare but you just imagine in like the ready player one of it all you have the whole you know recourse of human history beyond that space fantasy time you know any planet you could go to all this and you're like okay everybody let's draw straws and you're like oh Picard card got to pick what'd you pick
2: I want to be on a fancy an boat, and I want <laughs> the to The first to Enterprise, all wear.
0: the HMS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course. Well, he loves history. He loves okay. military history. And oh, uh, yeah. he, he was probably a Even Picard if he was like, we're going
1: ice skating. I'd be like, well, that's an activity. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's something. We're all day. fancy hat.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and that tracks for TNG content, which you know they do a lot of period stuff. Like they, yes. the the crew of the Enterprise D loves to do a good period piece. They'll do Shakespeare, they'll do Sherlock Holmes. So this tracks for the kind of recreation that we've seen them engage with.
1: If it was year. back to the Robin Hood episode, like would if it had opened with that and they're like, "We're doing it again," not you guys a would a have felt man. cheated. Yeah, <laughs> you, you want it to be big and different
2: and crazy. And again, yeah. it's a generational theme because, like you said, the early Enterprise ship it was originally a maritime yeah. designation, so. But Boom, you know, we did it. And it's fun when the door opens up and it's
0: like, oh, you can see, you can walk out of the hall and stuff. Uh, And then they get the news of this emergency and everyone's, you know, all hands on deck, red alert. Everyone comes back, going in the bridge, taking their their pointy hats off and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Picard gets some very sad news about his brother and his nephew who apparently died in a fire they watch. Uh, and this is um he, you know he goes to car. his family vineyard uh in an episode right after he becomes locutus of borg uh once he once he's uh you know saved he kind of he's still dealing with like ptsd from that and he goes and visits his brother on mm-hmm. their family vineyard um and that's what we know of his brother and his nephew and now they are dead <laughs> dang TV were they like?
1: He's very sad. <laughs> were they like Amish? Were they like you know Mennonites? <laughs> no, they, were they techno? Oh, they just yeah. like
2: to be yeah wine. People. We just love grapes, and we don't really care about technology that much. We're gonna make wine.
1: So yeah. It, yeah. it could have still been like a fire on a spaceship or something. It's not necessarily that like the vineyard like went up and they're like ooh. It, I think it was the vineyard, but oh, I mean as no. we see in Picard later, he's
0: you know he has his his vineyard uh, that he lives at. As an admiral, Um, his
2: brother fell asleep with a cigar. The fireplace was burning, and one thing the whole place went up. Uh, so he's lost, and again that causes him to contemplate like, what legacy have I left? Right? He has no generation, no family, after him. no children, no just kids. Like, yep. Yeah. Just like
1: the Picard, yeah. so Card line will die our, with him. We've seen mm-hmm. this again a lot in Star Trek movies, and the hero we lost in the first act of this film, uh, who again we've seen lose his son, David Marcus, who looks at that empty chair, or after talking to Sulu's daughter, goes like. Well, Jesus, what do I have? So we are putting Mm -hmm. these captains, again, sort of at this equal pedestal, right? And guys, like, even now, I'm, like, watching this, I'm like, we're back. This is the trek that I love. This is going to be great. But we're about to kind of fall in the same trappings, which is that, like, we're not really going to spend a lot of time with our crew here in a bit. Like, they're about to sort of start on this mission, but, like, what do they do on this mission?
3: Yeah,
0: there's definitely some good stuff in there. But, yeah, this plot gets – it's. very confusing and kind of hard to follow like what's going on like malcolm mcdowell has this whole plan he wants to go back to the nexus using this energy ribbon and it not really sure what his motives like great are
1: pleasure oh yeah you, you can't just fly getting, like, into, into it suck non-stop <laughs> yes you cannot fly it's like living like in a dream it. yeah so i'll well, yeah, let's explain planets. what the nexus
2: is yeah that, oh, yes, that's a great guess. idea. That
1: move this space ribbon around so that he'll be able to get sucked in the orbital. But if you go into it, you quote unquote could go to the nexus of all realities, which is this sort of wish ful- fulfillment paradise where the time stops and you feel just great pleasure all the time. Is sort of how Guinan explains it, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: And you can go to any time in your life or, you know, you can have a fake family as Picard has later and just whatever you
1: want you can can live it live in a charles dickens novel (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah.
2: it it manifests kind of your your greatest desire you know or whatever and you could just live in that forever you know Um, so i guess
0: soren whose family uh died they say in the borg attack on the elorian homeworld he wants more than anything just to go back to the nexus and be with his family that died basically At any cost so that's his motive he's he's going to kill thousands of people or whatever to do this he doesn't mm-hmm. give a shit
2: Mill- 230 million in that system yeah. apparently so that's right but again, he has no family, no legacy anymore. And his solution is, I'll just live forever in ignorant bliss. So that's kind of yes. the, the crux of the villain's motivations versus what our, our heroes are going to struggle with, I guess, uh, morally and thematically. Like, you know, that's not worth it. And it's is it even real, right? So
1: Right. right. So he our heroes say... Stop. They say, Stop that. You must be Don't stopped. Blow up and planet. he says, Well, F you, big fingers out, grabs Jordy and beams up to these. You called them, the, I'm sorry, these are the Duplex brothers? <laughs> the,
2: the Duplex sisters. That's yeah. right, the Mumblecore the, Klingons. These are,
1: <laughs> are
0: Mumblecore directors. Fascinating. Um, so this is Lursa and Betor of the House
1: of Duras, who. Well, well,
0: Names I will be
1: giving my children, first of all. Of course, yes. Our favorite villains. Lursa and Bator.
0: Lursa and Bator. They're kind of minor, reoccurring villains in the next generation. They're they're sisters to a guy that was.
1: Power Rangers? (laughs) Well, the, the
0: House of Duras. So their brother, I think, was like Worf's rival on Klingon and basically accused his dad falsely of not having honor and. It's a whole thing with Worf's family where his family was dishonored for a long time, then he kind of redeemed his family name and the House of Duras has been like his nemesis ever since.
3: hmm Yeah. But House of Mogan and, House of and Duras, Bator.
0: I lie. Yeah. They're kind of like nobody's favorite reoccurring villains from the next generation. Like they're just yes. kind of they just show up sometimes,
1: but they're kind of annoying. Now keep in mind, the last time our listeners heard us talk about a Star Trek movie ambassador peace talks with the Klingons were happening.
0: Yeah, so this is 78 years out. in the yeah. future. So th- the Klingons have a peace treaty now with the Federation. They're a part of the Federation. Worf is in Starfleet. That's mm-hmm. right. And that becomes an even bigger deal during the Dominion War where they have to fight against uh, you know the Dominion and Cardassians and it's a whole thing in DS9.
2: But in the context of this, it's like, well, what is what are Klingons doing working with
0: yeah you know, well Saren. so the official right. Klingon line is like we we work with the Federation these two Klingons are going rogue basically and their Correct. plan is to retake the Klingon Empire and like rule it or whatever um I'm not sure. Like, it's not entirely clear, like, why they're working with Soren, like, what they're gaining think from they it. Know it's, why. I have it's an very idea. Confusing. It, uh, yeah. it seems to Holy me that, they,
2: that what they're getting out of the deal with Soren is he'll get all the trilithium data out of Jordi, and then they'll learn how to make, like, planet-destroying weapons or something. And then they can go right. and take back the Empire with this knowledge they get from him torturing Jordi or whatever. So Yeah. It just kind of seems like they're winging it. To do it solo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they capture Geordi and they put a, you know, a, a bug in his visor so that they can get the the shield codes from the Enterprise. But that's a little bit later on. Um, we also have to talk about the B plot of this whole movie, which mm-hmm. is a, a data side plot involving his emotion chip. Right? Yes, yes. Everyone's favorite part of this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. The data. Data has emotions. So, he has the emotion chip, which was touched on in the show again. Um Basically, he he he's kind of, you know, in the show, he kind of realizes like, oh, he can't handle it. It's too much for him. Now he's like, all right, let's put it back in. Let me try these emotions again. Uh, and it basically makes him just like really annoying, right? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, yes.
0: Yeah. But it allows Brent Spiner, who, who mostly has to act like an android, he's really hamming it up in this and just yeah. like going
1: off the wall, right? There's a lot of CG yeah. effects on his face and stuff and some other scenes, too. Mm. I'm not... I, I particularly really enjoy Data on uh, Star Trek. I think a lot of people do realize yeah. that he's sort of, like, the breakout character. Again, Jacob, like, you saying this stuff about, like, where we're at in the context of the story that's done already, I'm, in my mind, I'm like, so, like, Lore is, like, gone and, like, all this stuff and, like maybe just you and like you're acting like a goofball this whole fucking movie like i don't like that at all yeah and it's kind of a an arc
0: that was already covered on the show they're kind of just redoing his arc from the show with the emotion chip um but he you know he can't stop laughing and stuff he's he's singing and doing little ditties Yeah, yeah i do like the scene where he drinks the thing and he's like what's this emotion he's like i hate this that's what it is. I hate this.
3: <laughs> I hate this. Yeah. There's, I mean, I, give,
2: I do love getting to see Brent Spiner emote a little bit. Yes. Some of the writing yeah. could have been better. And again, it is kind of a rehash, but I always appreciate Brett Spiner hamming it up, but it's not, He's not great. the best choice for this movie, but I like watching him do his thing.
1: And yeah. you say B plot again. We're not really going to spend a lot of time with him in my mind.
2: Like we're, we're kind of no. any of the crew. Yeah, no,
0: but I mean, you know, other than Picard, he's probably the second most featured right. TNG cast member in this movie, just with the whole emotion thing. And he's with Geordi when he gets kidnapped. And then he feels guilt about that afterwards because he felt fear for the first time from Soren and everything. But Jacob,
1: so. you just said, I mean, Geordi is the MacGuffin of this film. He is what is kidnapped and they need to get back. And he is barely in this movie. He is yeah. not the second. I would, I would put data above him, too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of like good... I I think they realize Picard and Data is a good combo. It's just not emotion chip data. Because they do have that... My favorite scene is definitely one where it's like, I don't want these emotions. Deactivate me. And he's like, you're not going to be deactivated. You need to do your job. Fear is an emotion is too. G- get it done. Yeah. Like, that works for me. That, that scene. in Stellar cartography. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, map the trajectory. And he's like, all right. you know." So I, I did it's enjoy like, I that I can't so. handle these
0: emotions. Um, yeah. So we have Data feeling emotions. So uh, what next? What happens next? I can't even remember.
1: (laughs) They kind of continue this chase. Then they say, okay, you, Picard says, uh, it should be me. If you're going to have a hostage, give me trade me with Geordi. So you ship beam him over, but actually beam me down to where Soren is. And the sisters are like, okay, and like, I do it. And you're like, okay. Yeah. And then they're like, not.
0: Really again, I'm cool. very you're confused like, okay. by anyone's motive in this, but I guess they want to trade Geordi so that he can go reveal yes. the, the shield codes for the enterprise so they can fire on the enterprise. Uh, but then of course they exploit the, the stealth uh, mechanics of, their ship and just end up blowing them up and killing them once and for all. Lursen
1: Bator R.I.P. Is, is that true? And they're never in the show again. This is yeah. the no, again, that's it's over. So this is this is the death of and Skull. That's incredible. Mm-hmm, now, what yeah. we get um eventually after this is something that I really enjoy in, in another movie we're going to talk about, I guess eventually, Star Trek Beyond. But have we ever seen the Discus escape? Pod separate from an enterprise yes. before this oh, in, the okay. in, yeah, in the first episode and yeah that's
2: cool really TNG, because that's the wow. big
0: new thing that this enterprise d can do is separate the saucer that's so section cool They're
2: like yeah, yeah. necessary crew on the bridge we're going to send the rest of the ship to safety right only necessary personnel on the saucer section or whatever yeah
0: they have yeah. the battle bridge on the uh the, the nacelle rear. section or whatever. Correct. Yeah. yeah.
2: And then the saucer section is separated, but they don't use it a lot so all in the, the families.
0: show. No, after that f- first episode, they barely ever did it again. But it's like almost a show like that the models can separate and the effects that go into that was like impressive at the time. Yeah. Um, but then they this, really didn't use it very often.
1: This is CG, I would imagine, Jacob. Or is this? No,
0: this is all model. that. This everything is everything with the Enterprises model. Enterprise okay. is model. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it might, I should mention sure. the Enterprise B uh, mm-hmm. from earlier on in the movie, that's a modification of the Excelsior from the OG, uh, you know, search for Spock and all that, like the huh. new big ship that they're talking about. So it's just a modification of that model.
2: That's cool. Well, that is a fun fact. Yeah. But yeah, it just, it feels like just a kind of long, boring chase without well, any, uh, I don't know. That's it just
1: separates, yeah. they crash and they die. And I guess as an audience, you're like, oh, did yeah. they just kill the crew of the Enterprise? That's kind of interesting, right? Then of course, Picard at the same time is
0: going Bye. into the Nexus. Where, well, we should mention <laughs> so they so he beams down this planet, which is just yes. a
1: rocky desert
0: uh, with a bunch of metal scaffolding. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like again for a young kid, and your dad is like. You like Star Wars and your dad has tried to convince yeah, you that big this new boring movie. old TV show is just as good as Star Wars. So he's like, they make movies out of these things. I'll prove it. And like yeah. clicks and turns it on. And it's two old guys clank, 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 running on scaffolding. Eventually, you know, three brush, old. brush, brush, running mm-hmm. through the desert. Eventually, two old guys and one out of shape. old guy who is about this tall, four feet yeah. tall um i mean you just yeah, you it's could truly not get just some, exciting
0: it looks cheap a very cheap location and like i said they had budgetary constraints uh for this movie that they're like we, we wanted to use a different location but at the end of the day they just went out in the desert built these metal scaffolding on some rocks and was like all right this is I, where we're gonna have our climax i, it's, of the movie. I
1: get that it's like not a lot it doesn't need to be in the movie a lot because it's not Mm -hmm. a location using a lot but jacob you just hit it it is the climax of your movie and it could not be set in a more uninteresting place even if you went into the nexus and they were like we're about to fight anywhere you know again in the holodeck thing of like through space and time Mm -hmm. like no it's like we're gonna fight on like this planet that like looks like arizona and
0: you're like yeah i, oh, I guess they spent all the money on that ship earlier <laughs> they should have spent some on this on this location why
2: would you do that boat why <laughs> yeah um, the entire uh, paramount parking lot flooded like yeah, i know that's how they did it because that's where they do them. yes but uh yes. Right. for something that looks oh, o- only i'm saying it just looks maybe one notch above the production value of arena at vasquez rocks yeah yeah climax yeah. pretty rough
0: Yeah, and I mean the OG movies had, you know, better locations than this. Um, so of course, you know, you know, Picard is trying to stop Sorin from shooting a rocket into this energy ribbon to, so he can be sent back into the Nexus or whatever.
1: Um, but he fails. So he he blows it. And yeah. he gets sucked into this thing as he's looking up and going like, shit, is that everybody I know just dying right now? Whoops, here I go. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it cuts to, like you said, this Dickensian
2: Christmas. <laughs>
1: papa, papa, and God bless us, everyone. Right, this is a Christmas now,
2: movie. Yeah.
1: Here's, yeah. Here's, my, here's what I
2: wanted to ask you guys. If you...
1: We're all of a sudden sucked into another reality that was clearly catered to your desires and Mike, everybody was like Mike, Mike Romans, Mike Romans the hotshot actor. These shot are my actor. children that I Can I, I like have. get your autograph or say it's this one, Jacob. Oh, yeah. Papa Jacob Papa Jacob kisses Papa Jacob <laughs> Would you do what he does where you would just immediately give in to it and be like oh, Merry
0: Christmas <laughs> well, it's, I think that's kind of to show the seductive nature of the nexus where where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I can just stay in this dream and all my life and just have these fake kids that
1: I know the names of already. And I would pick up kids. one of those kids, toss them into the fireplace. <laughs> and then we'd have consequence because
2: that's your desire.
1: Exactly. Knocking everything over. <laughs> yeah. <up> for-
2: yeah. <laughs> and everything will be fine. It's like yeah. Patrick Stewart's like, I want to show that he can also be corrupted by the power of the Nexus. He will not be <laughs> logical. He'll jump right into the spirit and of things. Should, right. Of course, also a big part of or... uh, Picard's
0: character in the show is that he didn't like kids and didn't really want to have kids or a family. This so this whole thing of like regretting mm-hmm. not having a family kind of comes out of nowhere. But I guess it's the impetus is his uncle and ne- is his brother and his nephew dying, and then he's like, "Oh, I will be the last Picard because I have no children." Yeah, but he doesn't yeah. like kids. He says that in the show. He's like, I don't do well with children. I, I guess he's I'm just counting on robot. his
2: nephew to do it for him. Like, yeah, he'll carry on the line. But yeah, now he's now he's stuck. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um. But eventually he realizes, well, he sees Guinan, right? Yeah. And she's like, I'm here, but I'm also not here. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> you got to leave here. This isn't real. Uh, so he kind of wakes up and, well, she sends him to... Kirk in the Nexus, and we see Kirk, he's at this cabin, chopping some wood, having a good old time, Beautiful, and we have our meeting of the cabin. So, here's
1: mm-hmm. what I want to say, guys. Yeah. And this is, this is iconic, so we should get everybody's take on this movie. Yeah. Now, for me, this kitchen scene, this is a fucking injection this movie needed the whole time, and I'm not going to be one of these fanboys who's like- Well, I like my captain like this or this captain versus this captain, but it is very interesting to see some very natural charisma coming through and someone where I'm like, you know what? Maybe we didn't know what we had. There he is. There's my guy. Yeah, yeah. I think this is kind of the big selling point
0: of this movie, and I think it is some of the best stuff. Is the Picard Kirk interactions in seeing two of the movie. The iconic movie.
2: captains? Yeah, yeah. It's really good. No, and, I like uh, the Kirk scene. I just want to say it get, I get vibes of. Riker's cabin in Picard. Like for some reason, the the cabin that you know Kirk's in, it just reminds me of kind of when Picard goes mm. and meets Riker in his cabin. Maybe there was some notes taken from this. Or it's
0: Pike's a cap cabin in the beginning of Strange New Worlds. When oh he's like, yeah, yeah. You know he's seen some shit from uh, Discovery, and now he's got to come back.
1: Um, mm-hmm. He's got well, actually. Gear. I guess captains like cabins to-
2: when they retire
1: or chateaus. Yeah. According to historical records, you <laughs> perished seventy-eight years ago. Oh, you mean it's the twenty-fourth century? Oh my god. Hey, let's eat some eggs. <laughs> Immediately cooking. He's having some fun. Yeah. Talking yeah. about how it's yeah, his yeah. uncle's cabin. No, what are you talking about? This is my uncle's cabin. Let's let's go ride some horses. And they go out for this epic ride. And again, man, it's like this guy, this guy's my guy. I just feel like this is the guy who I I'm just it's hitting me now that like this is the last one. We had that one before it that was so bad that was all him where you're like, I hate this guy. He needs Mm -hmm. to be far away from this. And now, you know, he's in the one scene at the beginning. And we're what, guys? We're like, this is like 50 minutes into an hour and 45 minutes movie. More than that, even. There's like 20 minutes to end this thing. And our big guy's coming back. And it's like, shit. You have to imagine, like you said, Jacob, this was the selling point of this movie the whole like come, these are the two iconic Star Trek characters how can we cross them over and get them together before a time now where everything is about crossing stuff over and like cap, yeah. you know, cashing in and capitalizing on stuff like MCU. they knew then this was a good idea
3: yeah it
0: was kind of ahead of its time in that regard of like oh, of course the nerds want to see Kirk meet Picard you fucking uh, pig get yeah, have yeah, right. your captains
1: together you pig oh yeah. well I guess. But the way
0: this movie is structured is kind of weird because it's like the you know Lursa and Bator blowing up happens like halfway through the movie, and then they have the whole saucer section separating and crashing, and then we mm-hmm. have like an extended break from all the action where it's just two old guys in a cabin talking and uh, right, like I said, it's the best part of the movie.
1: But and yeah. for the selling point of this movie to be generations, oh, can you imagine the poster where it's like this person does this job on the ship and they're back to back with that person of the cast who does their other job on the ship. And it's like, yeah, no, we're going to give you two old people talking in a cabin right at the end. And then you'll kind of see them run around and you'll be very disappointed in that. It's like, but this, like the whole point of the movie should be getting everything together.
0: And originally they did want to do a bigger, like they wanted to have the whole cat, the whole OG cast with the whole TNG cast. Mm -hmm. Um, But for whatever reason... Again,
1: bones on oxygen, hearing that, being like, DeForest going,
0: I'll be there. And And Nimoy (laughs) saying, oh, I have some problems with the script, and I'm not going to do it unless you make these changes. Of course. Uh, And Sulu um, saying, oh, I can tell you the the Sulu stuff. So um, the reason why it's Demora Sulu, his daughter in the beginning, it was originally going to be Hikaru Sulu coming back. George Mm. Takai refused to do it because he didn't want now Captain Sulu, to be temporarily demoted and, and again, under Kirk's command. So we yeah. still, you know, obviously Takai That's and fair. Shatner, uh, yeah. ten, you know, had a whole hey, beef. And
1: If they yeah. had made Sulu that cuck Alan Ruck captain, whose whole point is to be like, what do you think we should do, Bill Shatner? I'm bad that would at have this. been terrible. Like, yeah, to have to be the underling to that character. Right? Even oh, would worse. Yeah, be yeah. worse. Yeah.
0: They wanted him to just yeah. come back to fly this ship for one mission uh, for old times' sake. He's like, sick. No, I will not
2: work under Captain Kirk again. I'm that's not my <laughs> idea of a good time. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah, that's oh, good. No. he's got more important shit to do. Um, captaining, you know, his own ship. Yeah.
1: Now, what do we think uh, the other OG crew members' nexuses would have looked like? Of course, Scotty's, the inside of a McDonald's. (laughs) It's it's whiskey,
2: McDonald's, and an engine that needs fixing. (laughs) Yeah, he's like fixing up like a a Trans Am inside of a McDonald's. And just throwing them back, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bones. Bones, a grave. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's mean. Oh, man. What's Spock good, doing? excellent. He just lays back. Well, here's Spock's the thing. Spock's just a void because he wants nothing. Here's
1: Now, Mike, you say this, guy. So in this moment, when these two captains are having a discussion together, mm-hmm. the screenwriter is like, oh, fuck, this is Star Trek. We should have him quote Spock right now. <laughs> like, you can just feel them just like, well, right. we have to do it.
0: hmm. Yeah. Spock would call me an illogical, emotional human.
1: Yeah. Let's um, do it. Yeah. Sounds he, fun. He, he definitely implies he's from. having sex with a ghost. He sees a woman in the in the distance that he calls Talia? Apollonia An- Antonia.
2: Call? Oh Antonia, Antonia. Yeah, yeah. Amazonia yeah.
1: or something, and you're like, Oh my god, he's having like rough sex with like a ghost guarantee. He's,
0: he's flashing back to Kirk would be. the day that he had yeah. to tell Antonia that he's reading. Starfleet. And he wants to redo it this time and just settle down with her and forget about Starfleet.
1: I could do it all right this time. Mm -hmm. Live my life how I should have. You're not gonna go save your son, (laughs) David Marcus. He deserves to live. Go tell Carol you love her.
2: They needed a line about, like, when they're on the bridge or something, like, you know, ever since, you know, but they never bring up Marcus ever again, you know? No, No, and again, I think they wanted...
0: They originally going to have Carol Marcus be Antonia, so he's going to be, you know, she was just going to be off screen or whatever. But for some reason, they just went with a different. Why would you
1: do somebody different? That's crazy.
0: Yeah, wild. But so he kind of realizes, like, oh, this isn't real. Uh, He goes ride some horses.
1: He's like, well, basically he's like, who are you? I haven't had sex with you before. You're not like one of these ghosts I conjure in my memory. And Picard's Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm a human being. You are History says we lost you. What a fucking sad thing not to flash forward what's gonna happen to Picard. Mm, But he like gets this, like he gets to go to heaven, and instead of that, he gets crushed (laughs) to death.
3: In
0: the (laughs) card,
1: comes back. And sacrifices yeah. <laughs> himself. Yeah. In Sacramento. <laughs>
2: but yeah, let's talk yeah. about the conversation of realizing it's not real. Because there's some salient yeah. stuff here. It's on brand. You know, he's like, I've jumped over yes. this 50 times. And I've never been, I've always been scared, except for this time. Because I know it'll be the last time. It's like, yeah. he's crossing over the final frontier of his journey, so to speak. You know? Love it, no Mike. fear. I'm digging it. And he's explaining, none of this is real, right? This is all bullshit, you know? Yeah. And um, he's realizing yes, I'm the same thing
0: so. Card realized with his family that like... It's it's nice, but it's a dream. It's not real yeah. and it's meaningless and he can actually go back to his life and to,
1: give it meaning. <laughs> yeah. To Captain Kirk's credit, Luke Picard knew he was being sucked in something he thought would take him to a dream reality. Captain Kirk blows up saving people and he wakes up in heaven, I'd be like, Oh, I was wrong. It is real and then I would immediately just like give myself over it. to it. Yeah, I'd be like, Of course, I deserve this. I was like a really good guy in space. Yeah. Sure.
0: <laughs> That's why you're not the captain of the Enterprise. Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh,
3: <laughs>
0: that's right. So, eventually, Picard, you know, convinces him to, like, big come Picard back to speech. real life.
3: Yes. Yeah.
0: And, and and Kirk tells him, like, oh, don't, uh, you're, you're a captain of the Enterprise? Don't this. let him promote you. Don't let him transfer you. Just stay there as long as you can because, and that's kind of a recurring theme with Kirk where, like, they promoted him to Admiral. He comes back. He's like, I just want to be captain of the Enterprise. That's all I want. Like, don't put me in a desk
1: job. Yeah. Um, this is the movie again captain's yeah. advice from captain to captain on how you should live your life from quote unquote the greatest captain of all time this is like you're an audience member I am chewing this moment up
2: yeah absolutely, absolutely. for sure and again yeah the big speech you know come back and make a difference once more you know it's like hell yeah dude
1: think it's great and the literally shatner is so good at the fire in his eye when he hears that the way that he can sort of like look up beyond the camera you can hear like theme music sort of like playing in your mind of like da 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 like he's just like the call to action is upon him that is his strength as an actor this is probably that call
2: yeah this is the best Kirk in these movies, except for Ratha Khan, in my mind, like you're right. I, it's really charming. It's really charismatic. I agree that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just yeah. don't get enough of he's it. He's really making his last appearance count, right? It or maybe it's just he, the right amount. Leave him wanting more. Yeah,
1: yeah. Again, the, when he's cooking and stuff, the outfit. You can t- Jacob. I think you just really nailed it. That he knows this is it. Like I'm not getting another shot with this. He knows from the script how this movie ends. That it's like. Okay, I'm going to give the audience everything they fucking want
2: from Kirk. Mm hmm. Yeah. And we do we get some awkward fighting around a scaffolding we get a, a punch a face punch everything you like he should have curtain. kissed a <laughs> woman
1: there should have been one kiss right at the end of this movie a That's woman should have beamed down like to help him was like I'm a nurse is there anything I can do and as he's laying there he should be like there's one thing you can do and like her in like really slowly like as he's dying yes yeah like oh my god
0: um oh, so yeah so Picard convinces him to come back uh, try to save the world or the galaxy or whatever. Uh,
1: they go back. When should we go back? Oh, how about five seconds before I left? Yeah. Great idea. Let's Once do again, it.
0: three old men on some scaffolding. Uh, they're trying to stop Soren, uh, you know, Shatner or Kirk, uh, sacrifices himself basically to, you know, help Picard stop this rocket launch. And, uh, they do, they stop uh Soren and then
1: we get Kirk some good dies. uh no, we're working together. We are working together. You doing this and me doing this is us working together. Where it's like
2: God happening. Yeah. Great. And when Picard yeah. comes back to save Kirk when he's fighting Soren, he's like, I thought you were going to the launch pad and he's like, I I made it captain's decision you know it's like yeah. okay
1: this is the a captain's prerogative captain's is prerogative. to change his mind yes mm-hmm. it's the best it's the and he saves best kirk fight. right he yes. reaches
2: out grabs his hand
0: yeah. uh but then kirk does sacrifice himself and you know gets his one last dying monologue mm-hmm. uh or not you know not even i just monologue, don't want to really. get
2: crushed to death well what it do you think about your terrible. time you know william this, your last appearance as Kirk in this franchise, there's been a lot of things back and forth. You sometimes didn't enjoy being the character or having the fame associated with it. A little bit of beef, a little bit of ego. But how do you feel about your experience overall? It was fun. Yeah, I think it's perfect. It was fun. You know, Mike,
0: and, and, all you know, in the, the Nexus, I, he says, uh, fun. sounds fun, right? When he's sounds agreeing fun. to go with Picard.
2: Gonna go. It was fun. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. And that kind That's of like sums up Kirk. Yeah, Mm-hmm. Totally. Sounds fun. It was fun. It sums up Shatner too. Yeah, I'll sign up for the show. Sounds fun. Despite all the bullshit at the end of it. You know, it was fun. Thanks for the ride. And he kind of came back around with the fans. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. If you were... Like,
1: shotgunned forward 80 years, and you only walked outside for like 10 minutes and then you were killed. Wouldn't you feel a little bitter about it? <laughs> and like, everyone thought you were dead for 80 years. Yeah. I kind of want to at least talk to someone to be like, hey, I'm Captain Kirk. Can you believe it?
2: Yeah, yeah right. At least he got to see that cool future gun that Soren has. I love that thing. Why is it flip sideways? <laughs> Kirk's probably just like, what a, the hell is that?
1: Just a constantly moving aiming barrel. It's offset for like, got to be terrible. Yeah. It's yeah, a smart gun like it's cyberpunk.
2: It's automated, yeah.
1: It's a, you know what it is? What was the N64 game that wasn't GoldenEye, Mike? Oh, one, one that was, dark. it's perfect a, dark. <laughs> Mike, you, you motherfucker. It is a goddamn perfect dark gun for
2: sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I want to 3D print it. That thing's cool. <laughs> it is pretty cool. <laughs> and then I'll blow up the star um, and go to the dream world and never leave. No, <laughs> that's a bad yeah,
0: idea. And, and that's thing. Yeah, and that's your nexus. <laughs> you know, Spock and Bones and Scotty are all still alive in this timeline. Because yeah. they've all appeared in TNG at one point as very old people because people live longer in the future because it's a utopia. So or, they're all or like, like
1: people who were frozen. Like we get we get some yeah. more goofy stuff, but it's interesting that Shatner was like, if we're gonna do it, let's make the whole movie about it, and then I'll just be done. I'm never But I guess he could have been like a hologram or something. But it's interesting, Jacob, you're right, that he never did TNG.
2: Oh, yeah. We're going to pull the hologram of Kirk to advise me on this mission, right? Like Leah Brown's, Right. right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I think it's the perfect
0: amount hey of... Hey there, how team. are you? <laughs> and, you know, Spock had a whole arc on uh, TNG where he's Ambassador Spock now, and he's trying right. to reunite the Romulans with the Vulcans and everything, so he gets a whole thing. Uh, Scotty appears in an episode where he turns out he was trapped in a transporter for, like, a lot of years. <laughs> uh, One makes Bones me the most nervous. <laughs> yeah, Bones <laughs> shows up.
1: With some crazy old man makeup. Kirk is in heaven, than just that Scotty (laughs) is like put in like the trash bin of your computer and somebody's like, oh, wait, this is important. Let me actually uh, re put that on the desktop. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Restore files. Yeah. What are you doing? What year is it? Where have I been?
1: (laughs) Yeah, actually,
0: now that I think of it, the only OG cast member that's not mentioned or appears in this movie is Uhura. Nichelle. Because they ah, mention, uh, you know, they mention everyone else. Chekhov and Scotty are obviously in the beginning. They mentioned Spock. They mentioned Bones. They mentioned Sulu. No Uhura. No Walter Neota. Koenig
1: did. Did Chekhov ever uh, show up on TNG? Did Nichelle Nichols no. ever show up on TNG?
0: No, I uh, know. To no. my knowledge, just those three: Spock,
1: Bones, and Scotty showed up. I would have loved more. Like, well, you know, <laughs> che- Chekhov was actually. You know what happened to him? He was fucking
2: fused with a computer. Terrible
1: accident. but He's like a <laughs> right. mortal now and he's he lives in the basement of the ship and they like have to go see him. <laughs> he you know? guides
2: the the, the vessels and the warheads. He's the right. guidance system now. The nuclear <laughs> vessels. Yeah. The nuclear I'm actually vessels.
1: attached to the launching thing. <laughs> oh, great.
0: <laughs> cool.
2: Uh,
0: um, so, I, of course, we have, you know, uh, Picard and Kirk save the day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The
0: saucer Time is reset.
2: Save.
0: "Yes,
1: good crash landing. Crashes now.
0: again. Oh no! I, you know, Riker. I always wanted to take over this ship. Well, I doubt this will be the last ship called Enterprise.
2: Do yeah. do, do do. And then we find Spot. We yeah, yeah. We find Spot. Spot. I'm so happy to see you. Yeah. What is this Yet emotion? I'm I was scared. Is the chip malfunctioning? <laughs> I think it's working no. just fine. Hey, you know I what? It's just fine. Troy does get to take the helm in this for like three three lines in the movie.
1: Oh, okay,
0: yeah. Bye, Diana. Troy gets to do some stuff. Riker gets to do some stuff. Uh, Doctor Crusher is like really sidelined in this. Geordi again very
2: sidelined, even though he's kind of a pivotal plot thing with him getting kidnapped. He's but, the MacGuffin, yeah. though. Yeah, you're right. He's just chilling. He gets one scene with Soren. Well, did you ever want to be normal? It's like, what's normal? It's like, okay, we've done this on TNG, too. Like, are Geordi's yeah. eyes, you know, they're artificial, but better? Like, why, you know, why am I not a human in the measure of a man kind of thing? And this
0: is interesting, too, because this is the last appearance of his visor, because because they bugged his visor, or whatever, he gets the prosthetic eyes and has them in the next three movies. So, wow.
2: as you'll see... He's got the the robot eyes now. Interesting. Yeah, that's right. That does happen. Um, I want to mention, but you mentioned Crusher not doing a lot, but they did decide to hold on a slow motion shot of her falling off the boat. But it's <laughs> clearly not her. Yes. Like, why do you play her that slow double. motion? Right. <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, your choice, but moving forward. Yeah, yeah, even this movie doesn't understand pranks, pushes her into the water. Yeah. That wasn't funny. <laughs> I, <laughs> I laughed.
1: I, again, the physics of the holiday. I don't, I don't understand, understand anybody. No. Um, so leaving this movie, we're, we're all Star Trek fans. You know, yes. you're just thinking not knowing that these other ones are coming. But you do you have an idea of like, I guarantee they'll probably make another Star Trek movie. It'll probably just be with this new cast. Mm-hmm. Like, what what are you guys thinking just direction wise? Because now you're kind of like we closed the book on the other people. Can yeah. we just have a TNG adventure? Is that what you would want out of your real, quote unquote, next Star Trek movie? Yeah, I think so.
0: And, you know, it's the real passing of the torch movie. And then with the next movie, they go back to, you know, TNG's best villain, the Borg. They're like, let's do a Borg movie. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Which Get makes ready sense. For that that next makes month. sense.
2: Yeah. I did have a couple thoughts. Like, we were mentioning, oh, it'd be great to have a scene where, you know, LaForge and Scotty are fixing an engine or something, you know, that kind of thing. And then I realized that the whole concept of this, um, the nexus in a fake world that's not reality, right? I was like, a perfect TNG cast member who could have been on the B-plot helping figure out what's the nature of the nexus? How do we access it? would have been Reginald Barkley, who went through a whole arc about wanting to live yeah. in a fake world. And, like, he, he – you know, that, that would be really cool because I love the actor and I love – his character he would fit in perfectly with the nexus storyline of like oh i right. see it's like grants your wishes you got to watch out i got i did that on the Hollow Deck. whoa you know and he does know, show up fit. later on voyager yeah uh, he, he saves a voyager arc.
1: yeah now a god <laughs> with my limited tng knowledge but just as a pseudo fan mike i like your thinking here's where i was going this whole mm-hmm. time i kept thinking wouldn't this kind of make sense as like a Q plot of a movie? It got hmm. me wondering why did they never go that route, Jacob? Why why not ever bring your most pop your sort of Wrath of Khan character into the world of the film franchise?
0: You know that's, that's a good right. question. Where is uh, Q during all this? Yeah. Where is Q? They don't bring him back until
1: Picard. Uh, that's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I wonder if it's the actor just not wanting to do it, or or if they just truly because again, Ronald D. Moore. I don't know if he's the creator of Q or or what, but I would assume as a a member of that writing cast, he probably had a great affinity for the character. I mean, yeah, Yeah. he's in
2: Encounter at Farpoint. He's in the first episode. You know, he's been in many days. In a lot of ways, he's interesting uh, enough, John Luke.
0: Yeah, and he does show up in one episode of DS9, and then a couple episodes of Voyager. Where he he meets Cisco and ds9 he's like you're not like Picard and then he, the worst. he a, and then he uh, has Voyager and he meets uh, you know ca- you know Captain Janeway and she's kind of more Picardish than Cisco so he kind of has a little thing with her for a couple episodes yeah
2: yeah she doesn't like to put up a BS and he's like ah yes yeah, a foil perfect. <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Q continuum, that's something they could have really uh, explored more in these movies. Um, yeah,
2: like he could have easily just solved the problem too. Like Q, that's the thing though, Q's so powerful, like it would feel cheap. You'd have to really be clever. Yeah. yeah he could always solve the, the problem. It's just that he doesn't want to or he doesn't have a reason to. Yeah, It's not. that's beneath the continuum. He just gets bored sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there was some missed opportunities to tie in, and again, budget and time and availability. But, you know, for yeah. the generations, we would have loved to see other crew members interacting, nah, but I do. It feels think like Kirk a. Kirk. Yeah, this whole movie, I think the
0: theme of this movie is missed opportunity mm. and missed potential. I like, like
2: that. There's Damn. so much
0: they could have done with the OG cast and the new cast, and it just feels like they didn't have the budget for stuff. It was, just feels cheap, and it feels like a like a TV movie, basically.
1: So then instead, Ronald DeMore was like, I'll have the characters comment on that, and
2: Kirk will be like,
1: my whole life was a missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're yeah. right. They,
2: they nailed it actually. Yeah. They nailed the assignment. The whole thing's a missed opportunity. Um but it's behind. Yeah. Right. <laughs> going through things like, <laughs> Oh, I could have led my life
0: differently, blah, blah, blah. But why the ultimately, fuck didn't I marry that girl?
2: I could have written the <laughs> yeah. script differently. Yeah, 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 for sure. Two but I think Card- led- <laughs> Picard and Kirk are me going to bed every night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Why yeah, did I
1: sure. why did I do this? Why did I live this way? <laughs>
2: Yeah, and like I said, Tim Russ is here, Tuvok, and he's like... That's right. Why did I just take a bit role? Maybe I should have gone for a main cast why am I <laughs>
1: Even I know, because I noticed that guy right away. I was like, why am I a human? Because that guy's usually yes. a Vulcan, right? Yeah, well, like like uh, human
2: cousin.
0: Yeah, so I forgot to mention this in the beginning. Tim Russ uh, is in the Enterprise B scene. And mm, it's kind perfect. of a thing with uh, Star Trek. Well, they'll sometimes cast an actor and be like, we want to bring this guy back. They did it with... Uh, Put some shit on him. <laughs> you know, Rene Aubrey who appeared in uh, one of the OG movies yes. and then came later as, uh, you know, in DS9. So yeah, he eventually uh, plays a Vulcan
2: to in Voyager. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we did, that's the, the legacy. We get the final line again, like I said that's at the beginning. The yeah. It's not about uh, what we do, right. It's not about what we leave behind. It's more about how we live. Right. Which is fitting because of the things we leave behind title of the TNG ending thing. But yeah, live well, right, live yeah. in the moment, you know, don't take shit for yeah. granted. That's kind of it.
1: That being said, as I'm laying there crushed to death and the other captains being like, it was an honor. I'd be like, see if they can transport me back in the Nexus <laughs> and <laughs> send me back. Real quick. Sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah.
1: quick, I'm dying.
0: <laughs> right. But then his final words, Kirk's final words are, oh my, as he's probably crossing over, seeing the white light. And that's what he says. It, oh my. He's in his
2: dude. pants yeah the <laughs> true final frontier but,
0: but I think the conclusion they both came to is like fuck family it's like we we're meant to be captains and it's like our duty or whatever so we're doing the right
1: thing I'm gonna die getting crushed to death too um, yeah okay.
0: yeah well that's we can...
1: that's, yeah, that's Star it. Trek Generations and uh, I'm yeah. ready for a quiz I don't know about you guys I I'm am ready to give a not quiz not a memorable movie I'm hoping there's some more memorable facts about it coming up next we'll be taking a little Quiz that's right here on Armies Like Us. I hope it's fun.
2: is the fire in which we burn. That's Three, right. Four. And it's time for our quiz. Got him. What a segue. Ooh, Let's go. We're back. That's We're right. Fine. Nice. We are. We are back. It's, <laughs> of course, our
1: recurring segment. That's right. Where Jacob does the Star Trek based quiz. The Wrath of Cobb or uh, Cobb Scoring with Generations. With
0: Sorin. <laughs> yeah, I guess Soren is, is the next generation's version of Khan. But yeah, not as good of a character as Khan, obviously. <sighs> no. I will tell you. The, the strange connection with uh Soren and Khan. So hmm. Malcolm McDowell played Mr. Rourke in a reimagined Fantasy Island in 1998. Oh, cool. The original Mr. Rourke was <laughs> Khan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what, right?
1: yeah, yeah. What a Ricardo connection Matabon. you just found. Yes.
2: So they both that played Mr. Christ. Rourke in Keep that Island. in your pocket yep. for six degrees, people. That's a good one. That's a fact that they didn't even make my quiz. <laughs> Dang. Okay,
1: and when um, the guy who played uh Leonard Demoy's brother would tell us when he did a fantasy island show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Um, well, it's hey, bill. yeah. Let's quiz it up. I'm ready. I am I'm not optimistic at all, but I'm excited to play. I'm excited. I don't know what these All emotions right. I'm feeling are, but... Mike, you were saying off-pod,
1: this was uh, one of the movies where you did nothing. No research, no backstory. Uh, I right. also, the Wikipedia browsing, very quick for this. Not, yeah. retained nothing.
0: That's the way I like it, because I use I use Wikipedia and I use IMDB
2: trivia to make these... Uh these quizzes so i i watch um, youtube videos and i'm sure they're pulling from those sources so sometimes i'll get some stuff when i'm just casually watching reviews after i've watched the movie to kind of see what other people are saying you know i don't form my own opinions you know i like people to tell me the less you guys know going in the better for me so we don't Um, know anything hardly right
0: now so it's gonna be very competitive so uh if you remember how this works it's true false questions. um yeah and so i guess just uh how do we say, like, hold up your... Or so, say if you're watching the, the YouTube,
1: you'll see our fingers, but otherwise, you'll kind of hear Mike and I do the trust system of, okay, now reveal, and we'll either say true or false, one finger for true, two fingers
2: for false. Before the next That's one right. of these, I will 3D print little things that have a one and a two, and we'll just pull it up. That would be amazing. It'd be great. <laughs> that
1: would be great. Pull me to it, yeah.
2: listeners. Yeah, Nobody's like a, us branded. Much more sophisticated. True or false. Yeah. Number one and number two. Anyway, Make it right. so, number two. Mm-hmm. Well, let's jump into The Wrath
0: of Cobb. Uh, yes. This first question, I realize I already said it as a fun fact. Tamora mm-hmm. Sulu role was originally written for George Takai. That is true. Uh, so but a you not want to, to take go, it. Oh, you want yeah, to be reducing rank. That's right. Um, all right. So,
2: question number one. Let's question
0: go. Question number one. So, Star Trek The Next Generation was the... Er, Star Trek Generations... Was the first film to have a website created to promote it. Oh, my God.
2: Damn. <laughs> Jesus false? Christ. I, I think I'm ready. One, I immediately feel sick. Yeah, <laughs> two,
1: yeah. Two, how dare
2: you? 1994.
1: Yes. I hate uh, this. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm locked in.
0: We're ready. All right. Count it down. Lock them in. Three, two, one, reveal. False. 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 that was true Whoa, that is true God. it's the first well, major fuck this motion picture, fuck picture you. to it's have a it. website created to promote it it was generations.viacom.com and it was oh designed my, it was to my look like
3: page
2: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and the the website was designed to look like uh you know like the uh layout of like the data pads and stuff that they have you know like
2: al cars Stuff, yeah, okay like Exactly, UI. yeah. That's cool. That's cool. All right. Well, so it's a very
0: new thing in 94 to have 94, websites.
2: Yeah. 94, first
1: website yeah, versus before and the then, of Matrix. Course, yeah. Truly, they're going like, and, you know, Star Trek, this is for fucking nerds. Make them one of those nerd things on the
2: nerd box. Probably, like, nerd me,
1: yeah. You fools, you don't know. <laughs>
2: but obviously i think it worked yeah yeah and yeah art form reached its pinnacle with the space jam website you know
1: how did we do box office was this a hit
0: um you know what i should have looked into that more uh i want to say it was at least a modest hit because obviously they did make three more tng movies right so i think it did decently and like i said it was I know it had a budget of 25
2: million which oh, is that's, pretty yeah. low for like yeah, a blockbuster. Yeah, that's not bad really. Even in the
1: okay. Yeah, even a quick
2: glance made 118 million. So that's pretty good for yeah. a low budget. Yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah, it made it made money. It
1: breaks the 100 million mark. You're going to make more. Be, yeah. yeah. That's good.
2: Especially in the 90s. Um, All right. Number 2. Next question.
1: Uh
0: Patrick Stewart originally wanted Picard to die along with Kirk and Riker to take over as captain of the Enterprise. Is that true or false? I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, reveal. True. true. Ooh, parody. I'm getting you guys. That was false. Uh, oh,
2: that well, I was guess he false. did want to be action man. He gave us a hint earlier.
1: Yeah. yeah he wanted to do that- more movies. That felt like a
2: realistic plot. Because, again, our history of Star Trek actors
1: is like, get me out of these things. I don't realize this is the only thing I'll ever do. Right.
0: I, I mean, Picard kind fair. of broke that in that he's one of the, uh, you know, Patrick Stewart's one of the few people to do other things outside of, you know, obviously X-Men. And, you know, he's done a lot of stuff. He's
1: oh, is he Stewart. in the X-Men films? <laughs> Who does he play? <laughs>
0: uh, I think Magneto. Oh, is um, he Wolverine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, All right. Next question. Malcolm McDowell is the uncle of Alexander Siddig, a.k.a. Dr. Julian Bashir from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I'm ready.
1: Locked in. These are very interesting questions.
0: Yeah. I think I'm getting you guys with some of these. All right. Three, two, one, reveal. True. True. We're parodies. That is true. Okay. We both got that one. Thank God. He is the maternal uncle. His. Malcolm McDowell's older sister is Alexander Siddig's mom. That's wild. They, oh, Alexander Siddig is I can Sudanese, British. His father was Sudanese. Oh, His yeah. mother was Malcolm McDowell's sister. So huh. wild coincidence Gosh. there. Yeah. That's wild. All right, another Malcolm McDowell question. Uh, Malcolm McDowell took the role because he was a big Star Trek fan. Is that true oh. or false?
2: Lockdown? Ready? Going out on three, here, two, one. Down. Reveal. False. I went false. I went true, I mean. I'm true. Colin's oh, false. Nice that all is right. false. Oh, that is false. One on me. He admitted
0: he was not really a Star Trek fan at all, wasn't familiar too familiar with it, but he took the role mainly
2: for the paycheck.
0: <laughs> uh, he also later received death threats from obsessed fans because his character... Kill Kirk Shut up Come on people That's kind of uh,
1: Some Star Wars Phantom Menace uh, If you're a movie fan uh, Doesn't seem like A fan of anything And constantly Does everything For paychecks Just a little history On that man
0: Any role for money Uh, But you know He's worked for a long time Clockwork (laughs) Orange Obviously Uh, And many other things Plays villains a lot He's got a very Villainous Looking face And demeanor Mm
2: -hmm. A piercing (laughs) Um, stare Yes
1: Yeah. Very drew Mm, Nice. All
0: right, let's roll into another Malcolm McDowell-themed question.
2: Dang. Patrick Stewart,
0: Sir Patrick Stewart and Malcolm McDowell are old friends. Mm. True or false? Lock it in. Three, two, one, reveal
2: it. True. True.
0: That is true.
2: Okay. They're old friends
0: from, you know, the British stage circles, of course. They came up around the same time. Mm. And Patrick Stewart actually recommended McDowell you know, McDowell for this part. So, there you go. Cool. Um, all right. Next question. William Shatner insisted on calling... So, th- remember, Kirk has a, a dog in the Nexus named Butler. Mm-hmm. Shatner yes. wanted to call this dog Butler after his own deceased dog. Is that true or false?
1: Okay. Three, I two, like
0: one. That. Reveal. False. i false, too? That was true. <sighs> I thought it was and a actually, different name.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was hoping to. Or named after, after his own dog, and
2: hmm. the
0: and actually one of the writers, I'm not sure if it was Brandon Bragg or Ronald D. Moore, was annoyed by that because he had already named the dog after his deceased dog.
1: So, oh
0: yeah, it is, it wins is in the end.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs>
2: one final. I'm not blow. sure it matters at all. Jeez. Oh,
1: <laughs> um,
0: in the same vein, we'll stick with with another William Shatner question. Um, Kirk's cabin in the Nexus and the horse he rides were both owned by William Shatner
2: oh. <laughs> <sighs> Baby, um, I am locked in It's making
1: me wonder, I am locked in 3, 2, 1, reveal False true.
0: I'm going true That is true Oh, That's it's William tidy. Shatner's cabin and horse Believe He was yourself, an avid Mike.
1: horse rider um, yeah. uh, We gotta yeah. get Buster and Buttercup in
2: it <laughs> well, no, it's just, right. just, like, well. just bring the cameras to my house I will be there <laughs> You know, yeah, like, I'm sure it was something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah the great thing <laughs> about nice tomorrow cabin. is I don't have to wake up early.
1: I'm
0: already yeah. here. But yeah, you I know, William,
2: it. I love that cabin. You know, yeah, it looks it's a good look. Good job, nice Shatner. All right, uh, let's see here. We have a tie game, four to four. Jesus oh, wow. Christ. Hmm.
0: Um. All right. William Shatner wanted to direct this movie, but he was turned down by the studio. Is that true or false?
1: Everything Maybe. in my bones tells me one answer. I know. And I, just, I, I don't know. <laughs> I have to
2: follow my, I have to live my, my, my belief system. Okay. Yes. I'm ready, I'm sure. I am feel,
1: I just want to say this is safe space. I feel very topsy turvy on this quiz. This is in the past. Our I'm quizzes have kind of uh, felt like where I know where I'm going. Yes. This has some curve balls
0: at you. Yeah. All right. I'm going every time. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Three, two, one reveal. Hey true it's gotta
1: be <laughs> that's false I got ah! you I, <laughs> I wanted <knew>. to go
0: <laughs> who yeah. the
1: man is it's
0: just you played us that's no uh, it yeah. seems like something he would do right but uh that but is what false. if
2: I made it <laughs> no, but
1: Bill, we're just happy you're
2: back. Yeah, back and directing. <laughs> but, but Bill, but- you guys remember The Final Frontier, right? Yeah. You know, in hindsight, though, he did probably just, just show up at my cabin. I'll be in two scenes. You know, like, oh, absolutely. Here's the other thing. Yeah.
1: Because I don't want to be on set every day. Because you know, had so much control over it, I just imagine him being like, you got to give me another shot. You got to give me another shot. But thank God they didn't.
2: He's not in it enough to direct himself for it to be right. worthwhile. Yeah. Gotta I mean, no, be like, in every you
0: know, scene. Shatner doing a TNG movie, like I don't know how familiar if you even watched the TNG show, you know. But oh man, I'm gonna say probably I not. Doubt that. I'm
1: say <laughs> so false. what's so what's yeah. this Star Trek TNG about exactly? <laughs> well, it's it's your so show.
2: Ball guy yeah, replaced right, right. me. If there's no punching. You know, yeah, what if he points piece? to
1: he points to Riker? He's like the captain, and they're like, no, no, no. He's like, really? He's Like, shocked. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah it's nice to meet you captain you're like whoa no, the
1: british guy you call him britty he works down in engineering and they're like no no no
2: <laughs> he, he drinks earl grey hot well no, no, no that's right. true but yeah
1: well yes you're right <laughs> <laughs> all right Run just a couple more. Questions. some stereotypes yes
2: yeah what's the score right now do you are you keeping track it is four to, to four, four. no it's oh, tied I thought up you
1: had me one now
2: oh, okay no now did you count or- that last one Maybe I didn't. I think Uh-oh. you should be ahead of me now. You know what? Like I think you got I... one on me now. Yeah. Wait, no, I didn't get that right. He didn't want
1: to oh, it. Oh, we both said, yeah, well, I'm four sorry, four. That we wrong. both. Okay. I'm I've got you with a couple is of these pulses.
0: Yeah. Back All on right. track. We talked about Tim Russ being in the opening scene. Uh, another actor that appears in a cameo is Jeanette Goldstein. Oh. Vasquez from Aliens. Uh, she appears in the opening scene, the Enterprise B scene. Is that true or false?
2: Ooh, baby. Uh, It's a total guess. I'm ready. I'm locked in.
1: All right. Again, she doesn't have any other association with the (laughs) Star Trek franchise.
2: (laughs) Maybe.
0: Mm, All right. Three, two, one. Reveal. I said true.
1: I'm saying false.
0: That is true. (sighs) Okay. Uh, Now we're up. Uh, And her connection with the Star Trek franchise is that she was the original inspiration for Tasha Yar. Her character in Alien... Brown face, uh, you know, okay. as we will say, like sure. she was a white woman playing a Hispanic woman in aliens, but uh, you know, a popular character in that movie and kind of a tough badass tough lady. Security. Yep. Yeah. And they actually thought about getting her for Tasha Yar when TNG was casting. They should.
2: Uh yeah. Jack Gull seems very good. Some people would call the makeup an alien, uh dated and potentially the skin of evil. Um Tasha yes. Yar, reference. <laughs> Go check it out anyway. <laughs>
0: All right, two more questions. Uh, So, the sailing ship in the in the uh, holodeck, right? That ship also appeared in Pirates of the Caribbean. Is that true or false?
3: Mm. (sighs) Mm -hmm Nineteen
1: ninety
2: four. It's risky. Pirates
1: of the Caribbean probably not till two thousand three, two thousand two.
2: How many Hollywood boats are there, though, you know? All right, I'm ready. All right, right, ready? Locked
0: in. Three, two, one, reveal. True. That is true. (laughs) The Lady Washington was its name. (gasps) It appeared as the HMS Interceptor in Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. It also appeared uh, in the
1: the quote-unquote good guys, the Marines. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the, uh, British
2: guys or whatever. The uh, Royal Indian Trading Company or whatever. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. So they renamed it and dressed it up. Okay. A yeah, franchise
1: I, I keep saying maybe we'll cover one day and you guys keep going, nope. How can <laughs> we renew
2: <redo> Transformers?
1: <laughs> <laughs> at, at least we will talk about another Transformers movie at some point. We'll have the Beast Wars here coming up That's out right. Soon, so That's get right. ready.
0: Rise of the Beasts. Uh-huh. Rise um, of the Beast Wars. So what's the score now? Is it still tied? Mike
1: is ahead. So By this one. could tie it up. Six okay. to five.
0: Or six six to Mike five. Wins this is the final victory. question. I have right. one more true or false I could do, and then a bonus question that's not oh, okay. a true or false. Well, let's like, hope we can get up.
2: this. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go.
0: So the last true or false.
3: Captain go Kirk's final
0: words. Guns, words <laughs> oh, my. As he dies, were ad-libbed by William Shatner. Is that true or false?
1: It's good. That makes me worried. <laughs> I'm locked in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As a man who's never done anything good once in his life.
2: Yeah, locked in. All right. Three, two,
1: one, reveal.
0: True. Said false. We're on opposite That side. is true. That How is true. Tied it up. That means it's tied up now. <sighs> yeah. Yes, he he added that yes. as he was going towards the light. He also said uh the hardest line he's ever had to deliver was who am I to argue with the captain of the enterprise?
3: Mm. Oh, he thinks of up.
0: himself as
2: he's the <laughs> captain of the enterprise. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was um, the emotional weight of it. No, just because I had to call someone else captain.
1: I also right, read online breaker. that it was really tar- hard for him to play a quote-unquote middle-aged character, and I was like, middle-aged? Oh, hey,
2: you're like in your sixties at this <laughs>
3: point? Like
2: People live to their two hundreds in Star Trek, though. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he's still All going right. strong young, in his nineties now. B v- so. v- roll. Oh, that's right oh uh, so we got a bonus question non-truth or false please explain that's me. right so this
0: is the tiebreaker if neither of you get it which you might not uh
1: I guess yeah, it's I tied can. but it'll just be tied yeah but this is a yeah. fun question I, I'm interested to see if either of you, you know, will get this are we buzzing uh, in how how are we answering What what's the style the format
2: um yeah you could buzz in I yeah, guess if it's a time thing it could be like a hand raise and whoever you see you might have first. to think about it for a minute before you answer okay it. that's okay okay down for the hand um, raise when you have a response? Colin? Yeah, hand yeah. raise. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Call so, it up for audio. It'll be like me or whatever. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah.
0: say Colin or say your name or whatever. That's your um,
1: audio. Good call. Say so, beat me up.
0: <clears throat> Star Trek Generations. This is the first of two films that were released in 1994 to feature both Sir Patrick Stewart and Whoopi Goldberg. Can you name the second movie?
1: One of two. So it's just one other movie? That yeah, features oh, Whoopi Goldberg and Patrick
0: Stewart.
1: Yes, can you name it? And
0: I can give you hints if neither of you get it. That Jeez, first. this
1: is a really interesting question. Yeah, okay.
2: I got it because I, I I'm not guess. sure if you're familiar with this movie. No, I don't or know not. the name. Never mind. Sorry.
1: Because right. Patrick Stewart, he does break the the curse, like you're saying, Jacob. But it's not like he's a huge movie star. It's not like there's a no, plethora to draw the here. Yeah. That Whoopi's in in the nineties. A Whoopi, huge star in the '90s, obviously huge star.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ghost. What is it What is an an a Oscar, Whoopi movie color purple? That would have Patrick Stewart. I is have. She a, like random guess. Mike buzzing pop. in. Okay, I hope I get the title right. It's that nun movie with Whoopi Goldberg. i am say Sister Back in the Habit. Sister Act. Yeah, Sister Act Two. Back in the habit? habit. Yeah, no, that's that's incorrect. Well, I'm. Colin, now it's all you. Colin buzzing Colin. in.
1: I'm going to go – this is like a – I don't know if this is the right year. This is like yeah. a totally off like chance. Sure. But is it something like a Muppets Take Manhattan? No. Okay. Maybe getting closer. This is a Whoa. movie maybe yeah, you guys haven't heard let's of. Let's do a but hint. We both got it wrong. Yeah, I'll yeah, give you a baseline. hint. Do a hint. Do a hint. We'll, the we'll Star
0: keep, Trek go, connections go continue with this movie because it also stars Leonard Nimoy and Christopher Lloyd, our guy from – search for spock
1: christopher uh, lloyd and leonard nimoy and has those other two people in it in the 90s in the 90s i feel insane right now
0: i'll tell you another star uh and this is the main character in the movie maybe this will be macaulay culkin can you guess it yet you're either gonna when i say it you're gonna be like oh or you're gonna be like i've never heard of that
1: Oh Jesus Christ, Colin Buzz, the Page you know Master, it? the Jesus Page Christ. Master, oh, Jesus Christ, right. Whoopi's
0: in the Page Master. Yes, they're G- technically they're. Voice Do they actor.
1: all play the book? Patrick, Patrick Stewart is adventure or something like that. Whoopi
0: is fantasy. <sighs> Leonard Nimoy is. Another oh, he's Dr. Book.
1: Frankenstein in the horror book. Yes, he's, he's or Dr. Like
0: Jekyll and the, Mr. Hyde. That's
1: what it is. Also, yes. Frank Welker
0: does a voice. Mike, a Mike, have, you, have, he's, have you seen Pagemaster, Mike? Man.
2: Yeah. Uh, Pagemaster used to be like one of those movies I would throw on before I go to bed as a kid, just leave it on. Like, I would, I probably watched it a hundred times, you know, when I was a kid. I do that. Yeah, like it's a Master. movie
0: I watched as a kid. Don't remember right. much about it, except oh, that it is a mix of live action and
1: animation. <laughs> I tell you one <laughs> fucking scene. Yeah. Watched it maybe three billion times. Had the Super Nintendo game that we would trade mm. back and forth with our neighbor and play mm-hmm. back and forth. The Birchnell shout out. Guys, I know what I'm watching tonight. I can't believe you just reminded me Page Master, <laughs> that me
0: the page that master this week. <laughs> Isn't that insane? So obviously Macaulay Culkin, the main character, a young boy who's learning to read or something. Christopher he, Lloyd's like the old librarian whose yes. books are fun. <sighs> and he goes into a fantasy world with animation where I the books are talking
1: this. to him. You said that. Yeah. I was like, what scene is Patrick Stewart in Home Alone? I was going through like literally every scene of the movie going like, he's not in that. He's not in that. He's not in that. That's crazy.
2: And I wasn't sure yeah. the year, but I'm like, Home Alone 2 has weird cameos. Could it just yes. be that? Yes. No, that, yes. Right. Right wild yeah Mac, well, just Mac, just congratulations yeah. colin
0: David goldberg christopher wow Lloyd, that leonard Congrats, Moulet. jacob
1: that was that was great maybe quiz. one of the greatest cop quizzes yet absolutely. i had to throw that in there i felt the wrath
0: mm-hmm. thank you thank you i felt good about that one and colin you win the tiebreaker congratulations
2: wow, wow. you get to live in a great rest
1: yeah so i get
2: That's
0: to go to reward. my
1: paradise which is uh, <laughs> yeah i'm i'm what, nine years old watching <laughs> The Page Master? <laughs> mm-hmm. So great. Yeah. My mom just brought me a two liter of Coke and she said the Papa John's
2: just arrived.
1: And great. Dunkaroos
2: for dessert. Awesome,
1: yeah. yeah. Life
0: doesn't, will never get better than that.
2: <laughs> That's right. You know, That's I used
0: correct. to, growing Jacob up, we person, had a- uh, You're on
1: your uncle's farm. I am?
0: <laughs> we had a VCR with like two slots in it and we would rent uh, tapes back in the day when they mm-hmm. were tapes before DVDs We would copy them onto a blank tape. So we just had this like chest full of bootleg tapes that we would rent. And that was one of them. And I watched the shit out of the page master. Now, let me
1: ask you this. When your parents did the bootlegs, would they do one of three things? Would they write directly on the tape what it was? Would they buy the VHS label right directly on that? Or would they do – what yeah. my dad did, oh, yeah, which is take those labels, put them into his typewriter, type out what it was and the length of the film and who directed it, and then put it on our homemade tape, which we also had of the page master. Yo, that's amazing. That's incredible. Uh,
0: my parents did not care about who directed. They did not know that shit, but they would, you know, there's space on a, on a VHS tape for usually more than one movie. It'd so be like yeah. two movies. You know, per tape or something. So it'd be like, they were like page three hours long. Slash, you know, monkeys. Commercials. Monkey. Com- yeah. Two
1: commercials in between as you're waiting for the next thing to start up. And then maybe not all of Star Trek generations. Right. <laughs> like maybe it gets up to the Kirk haven't yeah. scene and you're like, oh, this movie's about to be cooking and then it just like runs out of room and you're like well, you should write that on the cover. It just says Pagemaster slash Star Trek Generations. So that sucks.
2: That's yeah, It's the two right. Patrick Stewart
0: and the Whoopi Goldberg movies.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's the collection. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to say we, my dad would record everything off the movie channel. I don't know. It would be all these double features. The movie channel. Yeah. And he would not like type the labels on a typewriter, although I really respect that. He would create a spreadsheet alphabetized. And every time he got new movies and he would print a red binder that would list what wow. movies he had uh, oh. but he would have weird two-sided like double features let's say yeah like oh, there's space on this tape and sometimes it would get wild so i had a a double feature gremlins scarface tape that if i fell asleep during gremlins oh and woke God. up during scarface <laughs> say hello to my yeah. little friend it cuts <laughs> to
1: a topless woman doing <laughs> cocaine after yeah. people were singing about christmas and you're like yeah, yeah this is totally yeah. appropriate well, no my parents, parents were not My parents Uh, were not that
0: organized. It was just written in (laughs) pen with the label... You'd rent a, a tape Quick and from and dirty. Family Video, return
1: the next day. Yeah. This, Incredible. <laughs> this is completely off. I guess it's the Star Trek generations. We're, We're talking about the generations of things. bootleggers that yeah. like, come from. Yeah. Do you guys remember buying software and how much of your life was based around going to a store and getting the box of a program you wanted to put on your computer, getting the oh, CD sure. out of it inside, or a computer game, yeah. reading how to put the driver into it Age of Empires. It.
2: Yeah. Yeah. God. Jesus Christ. Listeners, you're <laughs> lucky that everything's downloadable it's, and streamable. We wouldn't uh, we probably wouldn't have been copying all those tapes if everything was available in a streaming format. No, you know? No. The, yeah. And no. now you can just torrent stuff illegally if you want to do that. I'm um, not advocating for any of the, this. This is the the almost no, strictly theoretical. No,
1: no, but again, the, the it doesn't it does not help that I can't actually tell you what the plot of Pagemaster is. <laughs> but oh, yeah. there was something to be said about Any child now, anybody who's listening now even, can watch whatever they want at any moment. Yes, that's limited to something, but the variety. Opposed to, you used to have to go to a neighbor's house and see what weird fucked up four VHS tapes... Like made them who they are. That it's like, yeah, we have Macaulay Culkin's Richie Rich on VHS tape, and I've watched it five thousand times because that's all I have. And I consciously know it's a bad movie, but guess what? It doesn't matter. It's all yeah. I have.
0: Yep. Yeah. we've got same thing my with video girl. Games. that movie yes. where one. dies from bee stings <laughs> yes. or whatever. Yes, we've yeah. got
1: yes, the 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 good <laughs> child.
0: Um but you know what? I have a lot of nostalgia for that time, you know, the analogness of it all. Yes. A lot of things about the 90s weren't that great but ah, oh, we didn't know that. but look at what yeah, we, we started. didn't know
2: generations had the first movie website how quickly things would change we had no idea and just like nice. our captains maybe not realizing how quickly things would change for them in their lives we too that's are experiencing right. a generational divide and we're happy that you <laughs> took the ride with us
0: absolutely yes. that's a great wrap-up great segue that Let's is get to the final what's
1: Let's get to our final thoughts. Let's beam down. Let's hit the final frontier. It's time here on Normies Like Us. We're back here on Armies Like Us. Do 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 where we're wrapping things up. Um now the podcast actually ended ten minutes ago, but that one lucky listener who's listening right now who did go back in time and save us. Thank you. Thank we you. appreciate that for you pulled Joe out of the Nexus, but then he was <laughs> killed. That is why he's no longer on the podcast. There you go. That's a canon reason I can
2: do for the hosts of Normie Like
0: Us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you. Thank and you. And of course, listener. listeners,
0: you, your version of of the Nexus of Heaven is listening to <laughs> Normies Like Us on loop. And, and subscribing and, and
2: sharing. Yeah. And- all of that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Watching our YouTube videos, yeah.
2: And my version of Nexus is getting to continue to make this show for you, listeners. You know, that's hey. so, right. Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> All right. Do we do we want to have uh, any final thoughts here on on uh, on gen- generations on our I new think- crew that we're going to be sticking with for a little yeah. while now? Yeah, yeah. So
0: we've got three more TNG movies after this. This one, like I said, missed potential is kind of the theme of the movie. Missed opportunity. It had some good stuff in there with Kirk and Picard, but overall, a little bit underwhelming. Like I said, it feels like an extended episode of the show and not a particularly good episode. Uh, But it is what it is. And hopefully, maybe some of these movies will be a little bit better.
2: Yeah. I mean there's obviously the ending scenes with Shatner and them are good. The budget's bad, but like, you know, that's pretty much just the cabin stuff with Picard and Shatner's why we're here, which we had more of it. The middle of it is pretty boring or, you know, there's like two or three scenes in this thing.
0: Convoluted.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A little pacing issues. Um, but it's serving to pass the torch. And I think in, in that respect, you know, but it's weird because the torch has already been passed and TNG is over. So, I don't know what purpose it really serves, except for Shatner giving us one last hurrah. He gets, he. I like yeah. the fight because they're in scaffolding because we can't really fight. So what if we just climbed where we can't combat, you know, like it's just right. can't fight because we're old. But I did think he was going to do a rock climbing callback when uh, Soren fell off the edge. <laughs> I was like, I'll save you. I have empathy, right? You know, they should something have. like that.
0: Well, another fun fact that I didn't even mention is yeah. that the original first scene of this movie was going to be him doing orbital skydiving uh and then it was gonna be like scotty telling him we, we gotta go to this induction ceremony for the enterprise b or whatever but then they cut that for some reason so yeah. it would have been him doing some kind of extreme
2: oh. sport like the opening yeah. of power rangers like sky <laughs> snowboarding <laughs> yeah shatner like old shit oh my could have had jet boots spock right next to him but uh yeah it's yeah but like if you favorite. think about the uh you know the timeline mm. of when these movies are coming out
0: while TNG is going on, some of these OG movies are coming out. Now that TNG, the show is over, it's TNG movie time, baby. It's not feasible,
2: I guess, to right. do movies while the series is running too. So. Right. Yeah. I'm looking forward yeah. to next week a lot, though. I really am. There's some interesting fan theories about where First Contact lands mm. in the timelines, plural, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. So More time travel. And the next time we watch one of these next month, yeah. And more time travel, thankfully. Looking forward to it. I'm
1: excited to meet Zephryn Cochran. Um, yeah, I I need to confirm this. I know for sure um, Insurrection is the, the one after that, Jacob. That's right. From that point on, I see these films in theaters, which Ooh. it will be an interesting oh, wow. uh, a diversion talking point. I need need to, but then, you know, all the uh, other dumb ones we're going to talk about from that generation on as well. But I I maybe saw First Contact in theaters, too. I'm going to confirm that when we go to the uh, to record that one. Nice. Nice. I'm looking forward to. It becoming what I know now, which is after having done seven of these, what I want out of a good Star Trek movie. We've gotten a couple of those. This one is not one of those, unfortunately for me. Although I agree with Mike, I think it might be the second best Shatner movie. Interesting yeah. thing to say. Um, I want these next ones going forward to kind of be that adventure of the week that feels upscaled. You know, that does what Star Trek does best, which is have sort of a socio-political commentary while also having grandiose sci-fi. And from my memory, I don't think that's what I'm going to get out of these next ones, although I do really recall enjoying First Contact. I do Um, think First Contact
0: is the best TNG movie of the four. So it's the and it's the most movie-ish of them. Like they... It went all out with the with the action and everything. So if you like action,
2: this one's got it. And this next they one. made so much budget off of nothing here, they're like, Well, let's actually spend some of it on the next one. But yeah, that'll be yeah. it be
1: nice if these looked good. If they didn't have to just <laughs> fight in a desert and run scaffolding.
2: Yeah. Um I, I hope, hope there's enormous. I hope
1: there's good moments for the crew. I hope there's some iconic stuff. I just know our OG crew so well. Maybe I'm projecting more action and backstory on top of how much actual screen time they got in their films. But in this, it's like, you know, I want some standout moments for these people that again, big, big long time fans and viewers are watching this going like, shit, this might be the last time we ever see data. Like, can we like, like we're doing the fucking chip again. It's like, can we just like, like I really need some good data here. So and just a little cross my fingers Mm -hmm.
0: preview the next movie, continuing the tradition of Nimoy directing, Shatner directing, this next one, Jonathan Frakes, director.
1: Oh, okay. And yeah. I, I forget, of course, that that's the direction it goes, that really, there's not like a – is there a super big problem diva in the history of TNG out of out of that whole crew?
0: No, I think by all accounts, they got along much better than the OG cast, and they were kind of all – just I think maybe Patrick Stewart was the most diva ish, but even him, like he's
1: not really a diva. He's just obviously That's the biggest big star work. of the yeah, and then I didn't tell them good night after I went to my quarters <laughs> and they're like oh <laughs> yeah. wow Patrick was in a bad mood that day.
2: The season yeah. one one oh, piece oh, oh, oh. outfit was frustrating because he couldn't go to the bathroom <laughs> easily so they change it in season two that's probably his biggest complaint you know.
1: Right. Well hey, hey, that's that. that's I'm proud of people for that's standing that stuff. That's yeah, yes, practical. Yeah. Yes so I like flap. that Jacob I like hearing the tightness I hope that comes through I think it's really cool that Jonathan Franks is the one who's like actually I kind of have an interest behind the camera we can beef up everybody else's thing i just kind of want to make these look good and like you said it's one of the better ones so yeah thumbs up i'm i'm fucking excited i think our next one's gonna be great this wasn't the return to trek i super wanted but there were parts like in that cabin where like literally i'm kind of like straightening up in my seat and i'm like here we go and it's over i'm like there it was okay the the
0: day it's it's a good send-off for kirk right yeah saying goodbye
1: to him saying hello to our new cast again (laughs) I would prefer he's in heaven than crushed to death there's an hour
2: and 10 minute version of this it's very watchable and fine yeah yeah Yeah. there's a lot you could trim out and just get to the Kirk quicker yeah there's like an hour and 10 15 version of this you could do
1: there's this sure. special episode that's just that came up like on tonight's TNG, William Shatner returns. Can you believe it? That's literally just, you know, it's just a yeah. cut down and it's just. On the imaginary season
2: eight of 80 TNG. minutes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Normies. This has been quite the trip to the Nexus, back again through time. And, uh, you know. Maybe our first Star
1: Trek movie without a Vulcan, too, if you think about it. The whole And it's film, the no first
2: Vulcan. and only mm-hmm. appearance
0: in Star Trek of Captain Kirk, William Shatner, without Spock, Leonard
1: Nimoy. Uh, so, yeah. I hate it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, right. Normies. We've been your hosts. As always, check us out at Normies underscore like underscore us. Uh, hit us up. Rate, review, subscribe. Helps us out. Watch our YouTube channel as well. And uh, we have been your captains. This is a... Uh, Captain Colin
2: Erk. Uh Commander Miker, but I will be directing the next one.
0: And this is Captain Jake Luke Pakab. Engage.
2: Bye, Normies.
1: Bye.
2: Bye.